everybody, welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Oh, I've been saying it like that for 10 years, pretty much. Literally been introing every show the same way. For... Why don't you try something else? I don't really know what else I would do. It would screw me up. I'm so used to just saying hello, everybody, and welcome to, and then inserting the name of the show. All right. I've been saying it since I had a show on like that we never put out anywhere when I was recording shows for nobody. Like, hello, everybody, and welcome to Back Issues, or Movie Bites. That was what it was called. That's what he used to say. Why don't you do try something else? Okay. Um, Take two. Welcome, one and all, to a brand new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. Oh, Tiffany, that was We're going to be talking <laughs> about uh, the latest and greatest in comic book news and uh, reviews. But before we do that, of course, we want to mention the show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's show by using a super chat. Ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. It'll be part of the show forever. Of course, if you're listening to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a good, rev- a good review or rating. We would appreciate it. It'll uh, weed out all the people who hate me viscerally. Uh, of which there are literally it's either five stars or one star. And then the one star reviews are always just like, I hate this guy so much. I created an account just to tell you how much I hate this guy. And I'm like, I know. Isn't that really nice to know that you have that much of an effect on somebody? You know, good and for the bad. I mean, I think it's crazy. I think if I did, I would be a super villain. (laughs) Uh, I I more pity them Mm. that they care that much. Like I remember being a kid and being like so full of rage and like testosterone. I just didn't know what to do with any of it. And uh, thank God that there weren't so many avenues to permanently brand the world with my nonsense as there are now, where it's like, I'm going to associate my whole real name and identity to this whole like insane reaction. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm excited because uh, I'm here with my show with my, with my, with my amazing <laughs> wife. I'm, uh, I love the show because she's on it, but also because you're here. Uh, so hey. let's let's jump into it. Um, uh, I wanted to start things off with like a kind of news angle, but there wasn't really anything big. It reminds me of that Sim- that Simpsons reference where it's like top of the hour, time for the morning news. But over there is no more. There is no news because it's four in the morning and everyone's still asleep in their comfy, comfy beds. Good night, everybody. But uh, yeah, so um, one of the things that we were like kind of reminded of during New York Comic Con, and no, don't worry, this is not going to be a like, boy, we had fun in New York Comic Con and you didn't kind of show. Uh, instead, it's going to be a thing where um, there's this huge uh, New York Times article and i remember that was met with like you know one part like you know one cup congratulations and two cups healthy resentment and criticism okay and uh that was the ghost machine announcement uh ghost machine publishing uh which came out uh swinging more with the key people associated with the company. Okay. Uh, of course, this is going to be like a kind of a subdivision of Image Comics. It's going to be an, an imprint of Image uh, using uh, talent like Brad Meltzer, Jeff Johns, Brian Hitch, Gary Frank, Ma- Francis Manipal, and Peter Tomasi, uh, to name a few. And yeah, uh, they got some great ideas, or at least that's what their whole claim to fame is. Uh, books like the unnamed uh, Rook Exodus Geiger, which everyone knows. Yep. Uh, and of course, Junkyard Joe and the Rockefellers. Um, I believe. What was, sorry, it's the Rockefellers. Excuse me. What was the um, the tagline? It was like all hero, no cape. I think that was the idea. That was what they, they called it, despite the fact that like That's there's literally a character wearing a cape in in their uh, in, in their in their teaser image. It's kind of like a it's a cloak. It's more of a cloak. You're right. It's got a hood. Yeah. There aren't a whole lot of hooded capes. No, it's true. That's a cloak. You know, I, I, I think I could name probably five characters with hooded cloaks from 
the big two. Right, but they're not capes. It's a cloak. Yeah, but once you lower the cloak, it becomes a cape. I mean, it's it's indistinguishable from being a cape. I don't know. I think there's a big difference between a cloak and a cape. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, (laughs) let us know in the comments down below if you watch the show after the fact. Is there a fundamental difference between a cloak and a cape besides the hood thing? Or is the hood everything? Uh, Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's this big old uh, announcement. Like I said, there was a New York Times article about it despite the fact that New York Times couldn't be effed to write anything about comic books. And uh, some people looked at that as kind of like a nice little uh, feather in their cap. Hey, listen, you know, Maybe big news out. Let's talk- well, obviously that's what it is. Yeah, but that's still nice. But it's nice. It's nice that they're talking about comic books. Uh, so my question is, does this really matter? Like, is this a thing? Because here's the thing about um, independent publishing, self-publishing. Uh, there, There is no shortage of small press outlets nowadays, just like there really was no shortage back when I remember reading comics as a kid. Yeah. You know, prints like, like, like cartoon books and kitchen sink press and slave labor graphics. That, that, that name lasted way longer than it should have. And, uh, and, and many more, including the ones, you know, from, from uh, today, like dark horse and image and, you know, IDW, uh, most of which are not actually uh, independent books. Uh, they're they're corporate companies that own outright the majority of the books that are being published. But uh, yeah, so where are we here when it comes to the nature of like, it, you know, there's an opportunity for everybody thanks to like Kickstarter mm-hmm. and self-publishing. But like, what's the end game? You know, like, let's say that you're an independent creator, you want to make a book and you want it to get out to as many people as possible. You know, the reality is, your options are the same as they were 35 years ago. You could, you could sign with a big name if you have the, 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 the access, the, the access and the talent to back it up, or you could go the independent route, but the independent route only, I think it has only so much room. I don't think the independent route is like a, and the, you keep it all to yourself and the sky's the limit. You know, I think it's, if you want to get it out there to as many people as possible, you know, it's still the same system. It used to be pretty much. And just because you can kickstart a book and just because you can self-publish and just because you can create an imprint or, or a new outlet, it doesn't really change the game too much as it, as people seem to think it did. Mm. Not, I don't know if that's true. I don't want to be cynical about it. I'm just, uh, but it, it, it bears repeating. Certainly, you know, this, uh, this, this quintessence, so to speak of, of creators, huge names in the industry uh, seem to believe that it will serve them better to have them like themselves, like a whole ass company. Thankfully, not, not subsidized, but certainly fostered or helped through images label mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and distribute their books that way. But, uh, but then there's other things like um, I was telling you the other, I was regaling you with this tale the other day. Yeah. Uh, Moist critical has a comic book that has more than four issues. And then another whole book. And I think in the comic book industry, no one knows that exists. Right no one knows what god slap is in the comic book industry which is ironic because it's an effing comic book and stephanie phillips wrote the first issue and like i've i've literally never heard anyone but him talk about that book but i guarantee not to get cajun about it but i i guarantee that its first issue probably outsold most big two books just by virtue of his reach, 13.9 right. million subscribers on YouTube. But 
those people may not be comic book they are not readers which is both good and like you know it just it's a different metric yeah yeah absolutely there's so many independent books out there and there's that's great that's awesome like people getting their their ideas out there getting their creativity sharing their stories with the world yeah but it's almost impossible to know every one of them absolutely well and especially in the industry yeah that's true but i i'm telling you i mean our job is to know the industry at least to some degree Mm -hmm. i've never heard like no i i know a few people a few movers and shakers not to toot my own horn i'm just saying i know them i'm not saying they're friends i'm not saying that we hang out i'm just saying i know them no one is at, and I've, I've heard many an ask you know about the youtube space mm-hmm. about uh self-publishing about independent creation not a single one has mentioned that book or that creator at all mm-hmm. and yet you know they got the, the reach is implicit we all understand how big penguins zero is <laughs> you know it doesn't need to be uh stressed any further but he also does this comic mm-hmm. and almost I'm assuming entirely self-financed based on, you know, his means. Right. 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 But, uh, but again, like, it, and no, no desire to break in. Like there's clearly no right. desire to cross pollinate, to reach it. I right, just wanted to do this. And then now he has an animated series based off of it. That might be why it's it. Which doesn't surprise me at the least because I, I assume that Hollywood uh, is only interested in, you know, IPs that have serious momentum behind them and right. uh, and, and creators who have some serious momentum behind them. Um, but yeah, someone mentioned they got a copy from the Ringo Awards. I was at the Ringo Awards. I didn't see any of those copies, but that's very interesting. Maybe it was available or I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he did think of that. Maybe he didn't think of the Ringos. Um, I know that there there is many an independent or smaller press company that has thought, maybe I'll uh, line my, uh, I'll, 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 build my brand by winning a couple of awards. Yeah. You know, get some notoriety that right, way. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. I, I was just wondering uh, what you thought about the whole like independent space. You're a big independent proponent yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, if uh, if you if if one were to want to self-publish or to get into the industry and not tell a story about Batman or Spider-Man, uh, you know, what would you recommend? I guess your your question is more about nuance, really, right? Like, what do they want out of it? Yeah, because that's really what it is. Like, if if what you want to do is use it as a stepping stone to something else right like, like making what, an animated series making a movie or like tv show getting the attention of a big two like if you're like no my end goal is to write for like batman then you probably do want to get a, like published with another company you know with, yeah. with, with another imprint because that's going to help you they i don't know how much they're going to recognize for right now that doesn't mean the industry couldn't change in the future yeah um the like the the self-published kickstarter but if like your point is just to get your book out there and get your story out there and you have the opportunity to kickstart it and kickstart it successfully then go for it yeah. you know absolutely I, I don't really know if there is a like a one better way over the other i think it's more like what do you want mm-hmm. out of it what are you looking to get from it right and then try to like Go down. I think they've got their pros and cons yeah. both ways for sure. I think that uh, you're hitting on a really uh, salient point, which is simply you need to be honest with yourself, not necessarily yeah. with everybody else, but you need to be honest with yourself about what is your goal here? Do yeah. you do you want to tell this story and get it to as many people as possible? Or do you want to write the next Sleepwalker series and you just really, really, really want to do that? And you know that like, you can't do it by going working your way up in the mail room at DC Comics, right? right? Like that, there's just no other like route. Mm-hmm. I need to be an independent comic book creator in order to like cash that in, cash in my chips, so that I can buy into the big two system. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then be honest with yourself and then and then uh, pursue it. Yeah. 100%. I mean, th there are uh, many a creative, uh, not just in the comic book space, especially not in the comic book space, who just want notoriety. They don't sure. care what avenue they take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've seen creatives who have been like, I'll do this because I think it'll get me the notoriety. That didn't. And then it's just like, oh, that was a that was a dead end road on oh, this one. Right, uh, right. Or right. this one or this one, like seven or eight different like potential careers that reach the glass ceiling and then go, okay, well, moving on next one, mm. you know? And I think that there's something to be said for that. Yeah, for but sure. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Just food for thought. Let Absolutely. you know, I, I know I, I guarantee you not to guarantee much in this show, but uh, that I'd say more than 25% of comic book readers think slash want to write their own book or make their own book. Because I, I mean, I feel like that could be anyone with any sort of, um thing that you enjoy mm. you know if you're, if you're somebody who really enjoys video games more than likely you would love to make your own video game if you're someone who really really loves music maybe you want to make your own music if you're somebody who appreciates art you probably want to create your own yeah that's true like, there's something about loving creative endeavors like that that make you want to be a part of it that's true that's that's a good point certainly like, when you I was love a kid. movies people want to make a movie yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just something about that, the connection to that creativity. It's it's sometimes it's not enough to just be a voyeur to to, to watch <laughs> it and appreciate it. Sometimes you, you, you want, want to participate, you want, you want to participate, you want to go deeper. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, I I read Nightwing number uh, 107 from uh, Tom Taylor and Stephen Byrne doing the art this time. Okay, it's interesting with how the, with their romance. Yes, the romance novel cover. Yeah. Uh, this actually does happen in the book, by the way. What? This is he, a he real. He goes into a romance novel. He is. Well, well, he dresses like he's on a, like he a romance novel. I mean, Nightwing 100% is the hero. He's actually, Does he's he not quite. you that cake? He's not, uh, no, not, not, not a lot of gratuity in this. But uh, I will say that he doesn't look nearly as Fabio-esque as most uh, romance novel covers that I'm aware of. Maybe the, the men have slimmed down over the years. But, uh, you know, fine. but Nightwing is always the apex of, uh, of, of male physicality. But that being said, um. So yeah, this is a fun one. Uh, Nightwing wants the contents of the box from that, uh, you know, that, that that character they invented who's like, I've got secret like lock boxes for people. And uh, Rick Grayson's ex-girlfriend who was unceremoniously kicked to the curb during, I believe, Joker War okay. is back and she's got a brand and she's got a she's got a hot new backstory and uh, Nightwing has to go sail the seven seas with her in order to like accomplish uh, a goal, you know. I want this one thing, well, and I give it to you. Is she a pirate? Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. She's a pirate. Yeah. Oh, now, like surprise. Now she's a pirate. Surprise! We surprise didn't know that, pirates. but she is now. And uh, so, yeah. And uh, they wanted her. Uh, Nightwing had to change outfits. Uh, there's a joke in there where it's like you looked in the wrong place for the outfit. You got like a romance cover outfit. We have like jeans and stuff over here for you as a regular person. But now that I've seen you in this, you can't undo it you have to you have to dress like this for the rest of the uh, the book um it's 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 fun it's just you know it's i find it fascinating that uh taylor slash the dc group uh probably the editor uh, of this book is very careful to make sure uh that this book looks similar to itself like it always has like a similar style artist okay throughout burn is evocative of redondo okay and actually there are a couple of redondo-esque moments uh, oh. that I, I will call bernie in because burn is his own artist who creates his own work and he deserves his own distinctions but right. uh you know doing 
taking big swings and 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 trying new like you know cross sections and mm-hmm. and, and depictions of action um and, and but i think it's funny that there is like a or or rather i'm, I'm impressed slash uh content by the fact that there's a pursuit to be like do something don't make it jarring mm. you know i remember right reading like weekly spider-man comics there were like four or five books and i was reading them all and just 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 drastic head whiplash shifts between one and the other yeah yeah, yeah. And just being like man and then just going like but if i skip the one that i hate looking at i won't know what's going on um this is nice it's just it is as, 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 as someone pointed out in the chat it's a house style for nightwing which i yeah, think is really cool that's really awesome. yeah, it's just nice and and it doesn't i don't think uh it i don't think it hurts the creativity of of the book itself sure so uh yeah i i, I recommend it okay. and i think the art's great i think that it's a you know a worthy successor slash uh equal to mm, redondo okay uh but yeah continues to be a fun book you know this book as i've said it doesn't like break new ground it's not like blowing the doors off things it's not a it's not a what per minute sure but it is consistently optimistic which is a super rarity when it comes to big two comics especially mm. nowadays in a world where like everyone's got to make their mark slash change things up slash keep people agitated <laughs> so that's nice that is nice. No, right. honestly, it is. Yeah. I'm I'm impressed that you're still reading Nightway. Yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> it's an easy read. You know, it takes... I know, it, but I'm just saying. Like, and it's a quick read, too. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if that helps or hurts, because I think that, uh, you know, you're just reading You're reading week to week or every week to every other week, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Keep, okay. Keeping it, keeping it cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keeping it cool. Keeping it cool. That doesn't. That's not what I meant, but that's what I said. That is what you said. You said what you meant? Yep. Sal's reading Nightwing 100%. <laughs> true you want me to talk about a book or that'd be great oh i wasn't sure if you're gonna go to super chats or not no i'll get to them after that we want to get at least two reviews oh okay really this is gonna be a really fast one because i don't really want to get into it too much this is a book i mentioned last time when it came out uh but hexagon bridge came out this week issue two a story and art by richard blake and i i just listen listen i know some people were like kind of like lukewarm on it were they? they weren't sure about it I, some people didn't like the fact that there was like spacing at the top of bottom they felt like it made it seem oh like, it like it should have been bigger independent or something like that or hmm. too low quality i gotta tell you it just doesn't bother me again i'm reading it on comiXology so i'm reading it digitally so it has a different impact on me than it might have it in physical and mm-hmm. i haven't been to a comic book store in quite a while to pick up a physical of this yeah no our, our local comic our very local comic shop we have a bunch of local comic shops yeah one of them, but like uh, here's the thing at the end of the day like this story i don't know where it's going i do like it it's like this weird like ghost in the shell like not quite cyberpunky, but like it's—I don't know—it's—it's it's just a very interesting story. Yeah. But like, what am I really here for? Is this incredible art? I mean, like, look at this like opening, yeah. even chapter piece. It's spectacular. Like, it's just—it's just so incredible. Yeah. Like, people, Blake's- people, people might jump to um, Descender, but this is an elevated. This thing. is its own thing. A hundred percent elevated. Just, I think this is incredible work. Yeah, like the the visual storytelling in this is just so incredible. It's to a me. spectacular looking book. It's it's like a European. It's like a Euro cyberpunkian style. I'm I'm in awe. I'm I'm like yeah right right and i want blake to tell the stories that they want to tell well it's an image book so they can but at the same time i want them to do a, a whole bunch of other things i don't even know what right like, i don't i haven't just really take s- blake and put him anywhere i haven't thought about like what kind of like mainstream character but there's so much there's so much there's so much yeah. i just I, i'm telling you i just can't get over how much i'm really enjoying this 
art style. No, it's and it, the the storytelling that he has, and the designs for like his world and yeah. the world building through design that he's that he's providing for us. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's just. Uh, yeah, if you are an art junkie, you will love Hexagon Bridge. If yeah. you are a cyberpunk fan or an RPG like fan, I don't know. you may slash will love Hexagon. Yeah, Bridge. I'm not sure. I don't know how you feel about that. This type of um, story. Some people might feel like it's maybe too light in the cyberpunk area. I, I'm not it's got sure. A very, it's almost like a Charles Vest kind of feel to it. It's yeah. gorgeous. You gotta yeah. check out this book. Holy really, crap. just yeah, yeah. Can't can't recommend enough. Totally. Uh, speaking of uh, well. Speaking of something else, yeah, uh, Super Chats have jumped in. Bryce Harriet says, hi, guys. How Hi. are you? Uh, why are all your shows so good? Well, thank you, Bryce. Uh, thank you very Hello. much for asking. I'm well. Uh, Timothy, you good? I'm great. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I think that, uh, you know, what's good to some might be a nightmare to others. But I will say uh, there is a consistency throughout because we don't continue to make shows we don't really enjoy or don't have time for. So the, t- the shows we do have time for and we make time for are the, the, you know, the same shows that we try to keep making. So, you know, there, there's a consistency, I think, which is what you might, mm. what you're looking for. Uh, Hulk Zero, thanks for your support. Uh, maybe yeah, you said you. something. I hope you did, but if not, thank you anyway. Uh, Alta Bane, Altus Bane says, uh, Gotham war is ending. And I believe we get one week before beast world begins. This feels excessive on the events, but outside of a few misfires like John Kent fixing injustice with hugs, Tom Taylor has been killing it. Thoughts. Uh, I think that Tom Taylor is doing a fine job. I think that it's very uh, safe. You know, beast war uh, seems like it's exciting. And you know, it's one of those things. Beast war is a beast world. uh, I I believe I thought it was beast wars, but it might be beast world. Either way, the it's they're all wars, but I think it's beast world. Right. But uh, beast world is one of those things where I guarantee you, no, I would expect Beast World to be one of those like black label or now upcoming Elseworlds books. Yep. And then to read it and go, you probably could have just done this in continuity. And so I'm glad they're doing that. You know, I'm glad that it's like, oh, here's a big sprawling thing where everybody gets turned into beasts. And you know what? At the end, they hit a gene bomb and everyone's back to normal. Who cares? Uh, I think that's nice. Like, because it means anything goes. Right. Um, yeah, Gotham War, I, I don't think that was... I, I think that Chip didn't want it to be a war. I don't think Chip wanted it to be an event. So I almost don't even count it as an event. I'm also not reading much of it. But I did read the most recent Catwoman. I don't know if it was this week's or last week's, but it was... I was like, oh, okay. It's it's shifting gears. People's. It's funny. It's like, uh, it's like a Marvel comic where people are like, oh, I saw a page out of context and I'm enraged. And then uh, they read the rest of the book, but they never would. But someone else reads the rest of the book and goes, I don't know why people are so upset. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, Curative Writer says, my favorite Marvel duo, Cape and Dagger. Thank you. Um, you know, because he's a cloak. Yeah. Cape. Yeah. He's a cloak yeah. he, he's got a hood. Yeah. Right. No, it's true. It's yeah. true. So. Yeah. It, and it has a different feel, you know, because <laughs> all the, all the, that reminds me of is, is thinking of the show, The Cape, which uh, is a failure as well. <laughs> uh, hey, you with the face says, a cloak is for keeping dry and staying warm. A cape is for fashion. Yeah. I, I think so too. That. Yeah. But a cloak is too. I mean, like a cloak is for fashion. You want to evoke that look. Like if you're, if you are like, you know, shrouded and silhouetted, it's like, oh, that has a much stronger appeal uh, slash look and message than like someone wearing a cape. I think you have, unless you're like at a specific style of event, I mm-hmm. feel like you've got way more of an opportunity to run into someone wearing a cape in like out in the world. I think not. No, 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 no. Cloaks are more acceptable. I don't think. I think, I think if you wear a cape, people go, what's up with the cape? But if you wear a cloak, it's like, oh, cool. Maybe you're in a you're in a cult or something. 
Uh, Chocobo Kid, hey everybody, it's favorite friendly neighbor Tiffany and the man without fear, so to speak. Uh, to speak his mind, Sal. Thanks, hey, Chocobo Kid. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be the friendly neighborhood Tiffany. Uh, me too. Uh, Grievousish, uh, thanks for your support. Evening, gang. Excited to hear your thoughts on the Godzilla book. I'm a, I'm a bit sad the crossover isn't with the Toho films because the extra kaiju would be great, but I guess that involves working with IDW. Uh, I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, they're working legendary. Oh, legendary. There you go. So the it's movies. those movies, the, yeah. the, the legendary That's movies. That's the only reason that they think this is even happening because they're just like, yeah, we're tied into a movie. Yeah, yeah. I fine. Like, I feel like Toho would be like, why would we want to do that? With Toho you? would never do that. They'd be like, why? Like, what a waste of my time and money that would be. Why would I Why would I pair up with your Western? Why would comics? I let you? Yeah, why would I let, let the West like take our stuff and make it stupid? We already did. Yeah, exactly. We've done it too many times. Um, DC has a, lo- a long-standing working relationship with IDW. I would hope that it would be a thing that right. we would see in the future. We'll see. Hayden Hamilton was about to hit that midday depression. Come pop to the rescue. Yay! Always appreciate your time and ever put in uh, great content. Always thank you. Thank you, Hayden. Yeah, glad we could be there for you. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, Flywheel Shyster, thanks for your support, dude. Appreciate, appreciate it. Cat it. lawyer, friend for treats. Great seeing Spider-Man Two playthrough. How's it so far? Uh, well, I'm not very far into it. The, the whatever you saw streamed over on Comic Pop Plays is what I have played because I've been. Pro- I, I promised I would only play with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sal's been playing a lot. That's true. I'm about fifty percent done with the game, according to the, you know. But that's the, like collecting all the stuff. Exactly. So you don't really know. No, but I am doing more side missions because I'm sick of dying. It seems that I hit a hit a point like around forty percent of the game mm-hmm. where. Every encounter, every fight I'm in, I die at least once. And I'm like, cool, that's not fun. Um, but everything um, else about it is fun, and I'm enjoying right. it. And my gadgets are, like, getting boosted, and so, like, I'm doing okay. I'm just, I'm doing all the side missions. I'm like, fine, fine. Don't, don't play a Soulsborne game. No, I would never. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that games are meant to be fun, not to be, like, stupid. Sometimes and, like, it's fun to have them no challenged. Reason. Yeah, that's, there's a difference between, like, I, I'm challenged enough. Um <laughs> And Girk Pectus, uh, almost uh, love, almost Lovecraft horror feel of Spidey Two game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, w- thank you for um, uh, spoiling the game. Like a little bit. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, like, uh, he's not even right. Yeah, like it's not okay. Because I was gonna say, like, I've played like two hours. Yeah, if that, I have ten points. Wow. I haven't used them. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's because we got like the extra points from like the pre-order plus digital deluxe so it's really like i got five points right. and i haven't used i use like one point because they made me use a point mm, i haven't used I my points so okay. i should use my points yes i do it immediately i just use them immediately just like i when we get points at like you know the the the, the acai bowl place what i'm just like they're like you have points you want to use them now i'm like yeah that's use different right now. no because that's like, free money yeah but that's very different than like i'm not sure what i'm gonna want i mean yeah. i guess the idea is i would unlock everything at some point maybe i don't know right anyway, it is good it's a fun game what we got? Uh, I read Kill Your Darlings number two from Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan. Into the show. Uh, Pals for Life. Uh, they're good guys. Uh, and they made this book along with, um, I believe, Bob Quinn. Um, this, is, uh, this is a fun independent series that very much evokes uh, the stylings of um, the, the, the thematic and uh, tonal stylings of Kill, uh, I Kill Giants. Uh, along with uh, things like uh, Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees. Where it's like, oh, this is cute, fluffy you know, the fantasy world, but also the deadly serious and, uh, and sad. Oh, that, that cover does not make me think that that's what's going to, like that, well, that's what's happening. In no, book. but I do like this book. I do like this cover, by the yes, way. I think it's, it's fantastic. It's really great. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, 
this poor girl, she's uh, she's accused of murdering her, her mom. She's in a mental institution. Her best friend comes to visit her. And uh, she is uh, sprung by the uh, colorful fantasy characters that she invented in her mind when but she was playing. But is she really? But is she really? That's the question. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, her friend sees them, though, So, I, which I was like, thank you. It could be group delusion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe he's uh, maybe he's in there with her. Who knows? But uh, it's a good, uh, it's a fun series that I think is worth your time. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, me? Why not? Uh, I read Moon Knight number 28 Yay. this week. Um, obviously, that's Jed McKay on writing, Federico Sabatini on art. And this issue in particular was like an action movie in, like, in a great way. Of course. It's just, it's just, you know, hey, we got to stop um, Black Spectre and uh, we got to act now. So let's act now. I got like my, my squad. <sighs> We're going. Mm-hmm. And then- Are they problematic bachelors? What? No. <laughs> what no it's uh you know it's tigra and um oh yeah Hunter's moon they were like the core yeah those are the, those the, those yeah. the mckay core yeah they got they're going but like you know also his vampire pal is gonna stay back and guard the base but like in a way where it's like if something happens you're taking over the midnight mission right because i know you can okay cool but like oh no someone's going after there too yeah. like they're going after the mission um but yeah it, it very much felt like a a well-paced action film that's great so Looking forward to the next one. Nice. Okay. Hooray. I'm glad the Moon Knight's working out or still working out. I feel like it is. I, I honestly do. Um, I mean, it does, like, obviously you can see it's the last days of Moon Knight. Yeah, all right. Moon Knight's going to die. Yeah, around. whatever. Right, cool. <laughs> Congratulations, Marvel. You had, from, despite the death of Superman, having killed death in comics, Marvel has beaten that dead horse into glue. Congratulations. Yeah. You've done it. Every character will get a death of that character series. Sure. No matter what. And I'm just kind of like, whatever. Regardless I mean, of their popularity. I killed off Strange, so I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Then they brought him back. Yeah. yeah. So you could kill off Moon Knight. Well, I mean, like, you could... Yeah. As long as Jed McKay's writing them all. He's written two of them so far. He'll bring them back. Yep. It's fine. Uh, I did, speaking of Gotham War, read Teeny Howard and uh, Nico Leone's Catwoman. Uh, I found out how to get into the uh, DC Comics uh, previews books, so I, right. I need to give you that link. Yeah, you but uh, yeah, this is a fun series. You know, um, uh, hang on, really quickly. I'm sorry. Catch. It's terrible. Doesn't really work for it's me. Awful. I'm not saying that's the a that's not, it's a, not indicative of the creative team or the content within. I'm just saying. Nope. I don't like that. Moving on. I don't like this cover, but uh, I, don't, I don't. The cover's fine. Everything it, else is fine about it. I'm just like, I'm like, why? It's just, it's just like, there's no point. Like, what are you doing? And I know what you, you know, I, I know what their reaction would be. They'd be like, what are you talking about? You hate fun? Who cares? It's just like goofy and fun. <laughs> um, maybe I do hate fun. Yeah, I guess so. I guess maybe, I just hate fun. Maybe I'm all funned out. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, um, Catwoman's like, I got to deal with Batman. I got to find Red Hood. If you recall, Batman kidnapped Red Hood. It looks like he's done it. Yeah, he did that already. I meant like on this cover. What? He's found them. Yeah, no. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, Red Hood is... Uh, you know, infected with the crane neurotoxin that makes him afraid to do anything. Uh, Catwoman stumbles upon the evil scheme of Scandal Savage's uh, infiltration of her thing. The Gotham War is flipped. It's actually just a way for Vandal Savage to infiltrate the Gotham's underworld and link it and, and make everyone in the uh, Gotham underworld a member of the League of Assassins. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's sure. that's the pitch. And I guess like Teeny Howard gets to tell that part of the story. Like, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's like, yeah, now it's a Batman story. Like, Catwoman is kind of like, I think I bit off more than I could chew. Oops, this is really stupid. Like, I had a good idea, clearly. 
it was never going to work because Batman is the main character. So like Batman can't be wrong, but also Batman's wrong in terms of his like insane. It's like Batman wouldn't normally be wrong, but he's also being like infected by like a, like, you know, the equivalent of an alien symbiote known as Zeranar. I'm not right. saying that it is an alien symbiote. I'm saying that that's going to be their big reveal at the end, but, uh, <laughs> or a fifth dimensional imp named Batmite active, uh, like acting like an alien. Sure. Symbiote. But uh, that, that being said, um, fun story, good art. Uh, it's fine, you know, but it it could have been what the first part of this of the Catwoman series indicated, yeah, which is like, oh, it's the one percent, you guys, man, you don't get us, man. Occupy Wall Street. Wait, wait that was like ten years ago, shit. Um, but instead, it's just uh, you know, it's Catwoman re- like coming to our own conclusions, getting you know, catching up to speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fun moment with Lady Clayface that I really enjoyed, and. Uh, Overall, it's like, okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, it didn't make me regret not reading, like, I think one or two other parts, but mm-hmm. I I don't need to. I just read this. I was like, oh, okay, I'm caught up. Okay. You know? Excellent. Yeah. I like um, that. Yeah, and it's a good opportunity to just kind of, like, focus on Catwoman. And sure. Get, yeah, get yeah, her yeah. perspective, you know? And, it's like, Batman kind of being like, I'm freaking out, Selena. You got to help me out, man. I don't know what I'm doing. But, uh, yeah. So, this one will be the one to make you go, like, oh, but that YouTuber said that it's bad. What Catwoman? Yeah, like just the the Gotham War is like oh. you know this this thing is this like political thing. It's like no, no, it's you know the 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 caveman took over Wayne Estate. Like, what are you talking about? There's, not, there's nothing political about that. <laughs> right. Uh, Arduit says, "Compop uh, woo woo to you too, woo. man." Tiffany, what's your go-to spooky season movie? Mine are OG Halloween and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Man. I used to go see Rocky Horror Picture Show live. Oh, yeah. Sure, that was fun. I like um, The Descent. I like uh, Blair Witch. I like returning. To, it's, not a sh- it's not a movie, but I like returning to Bly Manor. Yes. Uh, during the spooky season. Mm-hmm. Midnight Mass is just too, like, it's too powerful. Yep. Like, it's less, like, it is spooky and unsettling, but mm-hmm. it's it's not quite the what I'm looking for, that vibe sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then I like watching like just new stuff with with our friends. Like I really really enjoy that. I treasure it. Yeah. I you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's been some more recent things. Sure. Um, but some of those are like comfort films. Like there's yeah. something comforting about like watching The Descent. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> what? Uh, he also asks, uh, "Did you see Magic: The Gathering is doing a Marvel crossover?" No, I did not. I see love that. that. I'm I'm reading that. Not damn. Time. I hope they get a good writer. Because I... <laughs> yeah. like. I... Unlike some other crossovers. Uh, and Lenny Laserdiscs. Hi, Comic Pop. Hi, Lenny. Uh, Hi. I've been really enjoying all of my comic purchases recently, which is good to hear. Okay. I like that a lot. And yes. Spider-Man 2 on PS5 has been amazing, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Uh, all your weekly shows have been le- keeping me extremely happy. Well, thank you. Well, we appreciate that. We do appreciate it. Thanks, Lenny. I appreciate it more than Sal, though. Uh, I don't think that's possible. But no, uh, I do want to thank you. Uh, I should also mention that uh, if you haven't already seen it, we did a quick uh, interview with Scott Snyder at New York Comic Con. There is a new interview in the same location we just swapped out the hosts and that's coming up tomorrow if you watch it i would appreciate it i would appreciate it as much as it's a really fun episode (laughs) i think that tiffany appreciates it more than me but (laughs) uh you should definitely check it out it's really cool it's coming out tomorrow it'll probably be dropping between like 12 and 3 p.m eastern standard time check it out uh it's a little chat with g willow wilson yeah watch it watch it uh watch it but yeah, it's, not, it's not super long. It may, you know, it's funny. We did like there. Mine was, I think eight, like seven to eight minutes. Yours was, I think like 11 minutes. Yeah. It made me 
wish we did more of them. Like we used to do comic book creator interviews on yeah, like on site, but nobody watched them. Uh, and it may, but like, and, and it was also like, it was really stressful, you know, trying to coordinate and, ra- and, and, and rally and get everybody and, yeah. you know, and, and do it on the floor and then seeing everyone do that. And, and, and especially when we were starting out watching people with better equipment, doing that as well and, yeah. and being like, Oh man, the same crap is going to come out. Like it's, but uh, we, I think we've got a good groove and we have a good rapport with most of these folk. It would be cool to do. I, I think, and because we have a new avenue for it, we have returns, which mm-hmm. is like now almost two years old. I think like, uh, I, I think we could just drop like seven or eight minute long, like con videos. Really? Depending on who we get. Yeah. Cause I think the back, like back in the day we were like, Hey, you, uh, print comics on a piece of wood and sell them at your SD shop. What's that all about? Like, I think if based on the people we talked to on the floor yeah. that were that if we were recording would have been dynamite interviews like sure. which I would Ben Percy for like 10 minutes right. that would have been like, really, for 5 minutes. Yes. Right? That yes. would have been really fun like uh, like chip we checked with with a couple like well, you for, did. Well yeah, a couple times but like for like I shook four his or hand five minutes. You did. Well no, he he mm-hmm. he presented himself to you in a uh, gentlemanly fashion. Yeah. Um and you it was more like he took your hand. No, I took his. Oh, that's right. So great, <laughs> but uh, you know Chip, uh, Ben Percy, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, the guy in charge of of of, of X Men right now. Um, Duggan. Yeah, Jerry Duggan was there. We talked <laughs> to him. Uh, you know, this is like these are these are chats. We, we like four minutes would have been really cool. Maybe one of these days. You know, what we could do what we you know because we th- those were those interviews we just did were facilitated through um uh the publisher. Yeah. But if we facilitated them, we could be like, meet us at this place. And then we could just rotate them like we did with these two, but like instead with them. I don't you know think what I mean? they would make it up there. I don't know. I think they might. <laughs> they, well, that's the thing, right? Well, what are you going to promise them? Pizza? I could get a pizza. They, they, they could have a piece. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I have a pie waiting. When you come over, you do the interview, you take your slice on the way out. Chip, that's two slices. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to. Come back you- here. He's like, I've already gone. I've <laughs> already eaten them. Yeah, I licked them. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. Anyway, uh, Tiffany, continue. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider number 19 by Ben Percy uh, with art by Corey Smith and Brent Peoples. Nice. Uh, listen. This oh, is, no. What? This, you know what this makes me think of? None of this happens. Okay, so a woman, <laughs> a woman doesn't kick Ghost Rider over and take his bike no. like in a certain Danny Ketch series. No, no, no. Now this is more about Talia Warroad and her background, Classic. dealing with the um, cult of Mephisto, and uh, we get a little Doctor Strange. Isn't a cult of Mephisto just devil worshippers? <laughs> anyway. Um. Hey, Doctor Strange. Yeah, you know, in Luke the past. Hey. In the past. Okay. This is in the past. Look at him. Yeah, doing his thing. Right. It's fun. Um, you know, like the art shift works still, it still has a, a very similar feel. They kept it again, like, like with Nightwing. Yes. Yes. Keep the, keep the Ghost Rider art or house style. Yeah. yeah, for, for sure. Um, but you know, it's just like, here's, here's the next chapter and I, I'm enjoying it. They, they're clearly going to be seeking out the cult and, you know, the person who kind of dragged her into it mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, dealing with you know other people that they're hurting along the way you know yes. like they find a, a town it's a it's a town of miners and the miners of the miners mm, i see the children of the miners right exactly are um you know they're they get they get pulled into this cult of mephisto and they're like 
killing the adults of the town and oh. they take care of it and then they move on to the next thing. That, that's, that's what the this book. issue is. Like the issue is like, hey, there is a main like an overarching problem that they have. Yeah. And now let's let, let do little stops along the way. And I'm like, perfect. I kind of I, I like it. That's it's, almost like what Spawn used to be. Sure, but like it works for Ghost Rider because Ghost Rider is all about having a motorcycle. Yeah, he's on, on the road. The road and, no, I think that's great. And they are dragging the motorcycle along with them because they do take her car. But oh, okay. Like, there's a trailer for the motorcycle, and so when he Ghost Rider's out, he can jump on that. And, Why doesn't? I mean, could, isn't it like a hell cycle? Couldn't it just like isn't it sentient? What haven't they well, made the bike alive yet? When he's a Ghost Rider. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like there is probably an attachment there, but he's not a Ghost Rider all the time so this is mm. johnny blaze and what do you think about this let me just pitch you this idea okay what if there is no bike mm-hmm. like when he's not ghost rider and when he is ghost rider he vomits the bike out no like he opens his mouth and a bike shoots I out don't want like that. he heaves chains and I, gears listen, it's not that i don't understand what no no, no. and then you, but look the visual of like a of a, of a flaming skeleton right. man heaving a motorcycle right. that assembles itself like yep. a macabre kind of like you know puppet mm-hmm. and then it assembles and then it roars to life no it could happen fast it doesn't have to be slow it's I'm like just, a sailor moon transformation i'm just saying i don't you don't like that no it why has, not and has nothing to do with me not understanding it i know you understand i just, I'm I just, just saying. don't want it all right i mean if you're gonna do I that that's kind of dope then what he might as well use is his chain to like open like a like a like a port like a like, like a, a hole in reality yeah, and pull and the, out yeah the motorcycle comes there out. there you go like, like summoning an aeon in final fantasy 10 dude there you go see what you now, you, now you're thinking see that's your pitch for really Ghost i'm very specifically thinking of the summoning of ixion mm. from that game putting it out there i think enough people get that reference that'd be fine i think like there's i know there's for sure one person here's the thing who gets that reference the people who get that and reference will appreciate moderator. the reference yeah <laughs> but the people who don't understand that re- re- reference will well, just think it's will just think it's dope to see it but i like that it, they need to go further with it like i think the ghost ride you know it's okay but it needs to be spawn where it's like oh no this is another tale of murder and mystery like ghost rider shows up and he's like i'm just here to punish you like he's the specter but he's slower right yay there are more than, there's more than one person yay that's what i'm talking about hell yes thank yeah. you thank yeah. you uh there was a question in the chat which ghost rider this is this is johnny it's johnny it's always johnny well, Bla- uh, uh, Danny, Danny got his own earlier, book, but now he's his own. No, no. He got a book from the past. He was in this book and he's still the other spirit. So mm-hmm. this is Johnny. They right haven't now. fixed that yet. No. Bunch of crap. No. Anyway, um, I read Superman number seven from uh, Joshua Williamson, this time with art uh, by Gleb Melenkov. I or- love this cover. Yeah, it's great. That's uh, a that's Campbell um, and uh, and Edwin Galman. Um, this is fun. It really introduces you more further to uh, the chained, uh, and uh, you know he's he's wreaking havoc, and we see that he's connected not just to Lex Luthor but also to Perry White. Uh, there, there's an evil secret that Perry White's been keeping They're since like, Perry before White, Superman. Well, what's he been doing? Yeah, not much. But let's let's drag him through this. Well, he's running for mayor now. Oh, Perry White for mayor. Yeah, I love that idea. White Perry for mayor. Perry for mayor. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the key things. You know, Perry's running for mayor. Uh, Lois still running the planet. Uh, Superman's the whole planet. The Daily Planet. Oh, President Lane. That's that's next one. <laughs> next arc. Uh, She's like, I don't have time for you, Clark. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, the president. president. <laughs> and he's the and he's the first man. I the believe first it's the Superman. first. Yeah, I think it's the first gentleman. By the way, if they yeah. if there was a female president, I think they call it the first gentleman. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you know, Superman is trapped in the prison that the chain came from, and Mercy's trying to save him. And then 
he realizes he needs to stop fighting like himself and he needs to start fighting like somebody. You know, it's, it's, cl- it's a classic Superman story. Um, great art. Uh, it's very evocative. I, you know, I talked about Melenkov earlier and how like he's, uh, you know, kind of like a contemporary, like a contemporary classic Superman artist, um, you know, gets the whole strongman visuals, but also has like a grit to it that reminds me of people like Bogdanovic and Capullo. Um, it's a fun story and uh, I enjoyed it very much. It's another one of those like kind of, you know, this seems to be like the, the, the DC art house style seems to be like kind of just living in the world, which I really appreciate. It's something that I've been begging Marvel to do because like, I think between the two universes, people would rather live in the Marvel universe. And uh, part of the fun of it, the escapism of it is living in it. You know, like Jen is like Jen Walters is a lawyer. You get to see the legal aspect of the right. Marvel universe. Spider-Man is the street level character. You get to swing through the city. You get to see the real New York uh, through his eyes. Captain America is like the, you know, he's from Brooklyn, but he represents all of America kind of aspect of the Marvel universe. Thor rises above it. And it's like the kind of like almost cosmic God like version of the Marvel, but you see every corner of the Marvel universe, and in DC, you're living in it. You know, you're living in that universe, and yeah. you're finally just exploring that world and having fun in it. And Superman is, should be no exception. Absolutely. Superman and Nightwing should be the two most good feeling books, and they are, uh, and in very different ways. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. So definitely read Superman if you haven't already. Yeah. Uh, uh, someone mentioned in the chat. I really love this idea, like a crossover between Perry White and J. Jonah Jameson as there, mayors. There was one, uh, not when they were mayors, but as newspaper publishers, because they were. Yeah, there. I like that too. Just the like, you know, Perry being like, "You are the worst journalist I've ever seen." Right. Yeah. Like all you care about is sensationalism. Yeah, and Jay's like, "Yeah, that's how you get people to read the actual news." But I am a good newsman when you actually read the content of whatever between the lines. He's what I'm like, saying. "Do you have a Pulitzer Prize winning writer on right. staff?" I'm sure he's yes, he, yeah, he's got uh, Ben Urich. <laughs> there you go. But um, well, I mean, JJ hasn't worked for the Bugle in decades, right? That's but, kind of uh, over. Yeah, which it needs to come back, fix that. But it's coming. why? But newspapers are dead. No, <laughs> no, they're not. They're still coming out. I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, no, you get a little bit. There's like weird subplot in DC versus Marvel, where like um, I think Wilson Fisk buys the Daily Planet. And like JJ and Perry have to team up to deal with him, but like it's so it's so flimsy. I'd rather see Ben and Lois team up. Yeah, that'd be great. She's yeah, like Ben she's is more she's like trying to unscoop, like trying to take the scoop from him. Yeah, Ben is. Uh, yeah, she's like here's a camera. You can take the photos for me. He's like, I got a kid who takes photos. Thank you. <laughs> that was a rough one because also like you know Ben Riley was Spider Man, but oh. he was he was calling himself Peter Parker because. He was working at the Bugle. It was stupid. He's like, it's safer that way. Yeah, neither, neither of the people writing that <laughs> knew what the hell was going on in Spider-Man at the time. Anyway, um, what, where were we? Uh, Ray Farr. Oh, Ray Farr says, Comp Pop Woo. Thanks, Ray. You too. I uh, hope you are doing good, and I hope you have a great Spooktober. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I've been uh, rewatching a lot of your spooky episodes, and thanks for all you do. Thanks a lot, Ray. Hooray! Um, yeah, man, I'm telling you, the spooky episodes. You're a good job. You're doing a good job. Thank you. I'm about 15 minutes le- uh, finished editing uh, the Halloween episode. <gasps> it's coming out this week. Yep. Oh. Uh, he also goes on to say, "Ghost Rider puking flaming chains would be metal." It, that happens. Yeah, puking flaming chains. Yeah, he, not 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 a, a not a whole motorcycle. No. He did puke flaming chains. That's where I got the idea from Garth Ennis's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's just called Ghost Rider right. with Clayton Crane. Uh, it's, yeah, that's the first time I ever saw him shooting chains out of his mouth. Wasn't that? And Greg Pectus, what do you think of the novels doing uh, comic book concepts? 
I recently heard of one where a normal guy got a supervillain empire. Do you think it should be just a, just a comic book? No, I mean, superheroes are ubiquitous. They've been really writing Spider-Man and Batman novels since the 90s. Yeah, and before then, it's it's fine. I think it's smart. Like, yeah. just get people in, like used to those types of stories. Mm-hmm. And then they might, maybe some of them, a small percentage, might float over to actual comic books. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be lovely? Um, you want me to come over a couple more things that I read? Yeah, please. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do just that. I read. Could you? Yeah, I read Crypt of Shadows because I couldn't help myself. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like a little sampler of things to come. Uh, so we've got. Tales of Murder and Mystery. Yeah, we've got writers like Al Ewing, Steve Orlando, Kevin Scott, Declan Shalvey, Sarah Gailey on this. Um, it's couched in a story told by Doctor Strange's brother. What? I know his vampire brother. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, he's like vaguely. He's like, he's like, oh, that remi- reminds you of a story, and then we get a spooky story. Okay, right? like we get one that's like tied to the Scarlet Witch, right? Called Brick by Brick. It introduces the character named the Bricklayer, um, which he it, it, should be called the Mason. It is pro. It is promised that he, the Bricklayer will return. Oh, thank God! Don't worry, everybody. No, it's like they're not bad stories. I'm just like it's just a funny concept yeah. to me. The Bricklayer will return to finish your patio. Exactly. Um, we get a Deadpool story. It's fun. It deals with mummies. It it, <laughs> it really works. Nice. It's just the right tone. I believe that's the Shelby one. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Maybe or the Orlando one. Mm. That's the Kevin Scott one. It was none of the people. All I right, cool. Ten out of ten. Good, good, good. Me. Um, we get a Daredevil one. That's the Declan Shelby one. It's Daredevil and Mo- and um and Moon Knight. It's Daredevil and Man Thing. Cool. Because they've met. Yeah. In the sixties. <laughs> it's awesome. really it's really fun. It's yeah, really yeah. cute. It's really fun. That one has a the end on it. Good. Um, we get a um, I think it's Werewolf by Night and Hulk. Okay. Story and Craven's in it. Yeah. And also Craven. Yes. Because why not? Why not? He's getting a big push from the video game. Sure. Um, and then at the end we get to see like explore the dark side of the Marvel universe, like in Scarlet Witch, which just came out. Yes. Or the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Um, where you can follow Man Thing. <laughs> You can follow Victor Strange and Doctor Strange. Oh, really? And follow Werewolf by Night. I was right. Okay, yeah. And Man-Thing in, in Miguel O'Hara's Spider-Man 2099. What? On sale in January. Okay. Star Wars is on sale now. Uh, Hulk was also on sale now. And the Doctor Strange one says, when you least expect it. <laughs> what kind of freaking social like, solicitation is that? That means they don't even know. I don't know. I kind of appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I was like, when you least expect it. But that that says Out of the Shadows, written by Al Ewing. I'm like, are you telling me that Al Ewing's going to be writing Doctor Strange? No, he's writing Victor Strange. But it says. Yeah, maybe he's also a doctor. Oh, yeah, okay. A doctor of vampire, vampirology. I'm just saying, like, I just love when you least expect it. It was Listen, it was fun. I liked the sampling of stories I read. I wasn't mad about any of them, (laughs) like, at all. The the art styles really worked, and um, I had a good time. It was just, you know, a little, like, but a bit of spooky fluff. Sure. And I was like, hooray. Hooray. That's what you're looking it. for. Exactly. Sometimes I'm just looking for, for that. Yeah. Well, I read Saladin Ahmed and Aaron Cooter's uh, Daredevil number two. Uh, this continues to baffle me. Uh, it's, it's not bad. And it's wholly unmemorable. Uh, the, the, I really like the cover. It's a JR Jr. Special. That's funny. I'm not a fan of the cover. Hmm. I like the idea of of, of of Ramita Jr. doing Daredevil covers. Cool. I'm shocked he's not doing the interiors. I guess because he's like, I do interiors for Spider-Man. I don't need to do Daredevil anymore. Right. And it's like, he could use you. 
the, the art's fine. It's it's. It, I, I find it jarring. I think Aaron Cooter is a great artist. I don't think it works tonally with this story mm. or with this theme. Uh, it it has a lighter tone and a uh, more uh, cartoony style that makes me think of of it. It makes me second guess and undercut the, the kind of like implications of the uh, otherworldly nature of the 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 problems hereof i mean okay. you know daredevil slash father matt is like accused of being like you know abusive to children i don't know if i should think you know all ages comics when it comes to that it's not that graphic nor is it that uh objectionable i'm just mm-hmm. saying like you know the, the subject matter is there and it's i don't know it's just it's just weird okay. it's just a weird it's overall a very weird book that i'm gonna be dropping very soon oh okay Okay. Um, let's see. Back back to me. Yeah. Back, back to me. I read um oh yeah, okay. Did you read the Spider-Man book? Yep. Damn. I was like, Why? maybe Sal won't read it and then I'll cover it next year you... for Halloween. I read the first issue. There's more of this book. I know, but like I'm just saying. Well, that's a great it's a great book. Uh I know. That's why I read it. I was like, okay, I bet Sal won't read this mm-hmm. because it's 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 spooky, right? It's yeah. like not up his alley. Right? And I Speaking was like, of Saladin Ahmed, by the way. Yeah, it's a spine tingling Spider-Man number one, written by Saladin Ahmed with art by Juan Ferreira. Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, initially, like first couple of pages of this, I was like, the art was cool, and then I was like, meh. And then by the end, I was like <laughs> yes all i could think of i was like yes. i was like hey timothy's gonna like this especially when that when the turn happened because yes like you i was like this art does not like okay no like uh, opening i liked it a lot but like, i'm like what opening stuff love like that was spectacular yes. so so good right mm-hmm. and then we get like this like image of like his past or mm-hmm. setting some stuff up and i was like oh oh, oh okay uh-huh. but then we get some really great stuff and then and then it changes it, it just goes and then by the end of it i was like Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a full page like what that is just and that what I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a like, I don't know, more mainstream, totally its own thing. Mm-hmm. But bear with me, like mainstream comic book iteration of Steve Niles artwork. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's something about it. Yeah. But like in a like, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, I don't, it's just, it's incredible. It's really fun. And, and I gotta unexpected. tell you, like this story, like we're going, you know, like I saw it like build as like the, like a, the darkest Spider-Man story I, ever. Like, and I'm like, sure, whatever. So we started the story. We like, you know, we hit our, like, here's, here's where here's Spider-Man. Going. Here's yeah. where this is going. And I'm like, okay, I get where this is going. And then this book's like, Hey, <laughs> you're an idiot. That's not where this book is going. Mm-hmm. That's not where this book is going at all. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah then it definitely gets darker like the initial turn right is like oh okay turn no it's here's the turn and you're like oh i guess that's kind of dark yeah Yeah, right i I can see like why you're calling it that like that's pretty messed up sure Mm -hmm. and then they're like no (laughs) hold my juice box yes and i'm like oh please okay yeah yeah i'm in i'm i'm like a thousand percent in for this ride i don't know where we're going yeah but no i want more of this art mm-hmm. and i want more of everything that's happening in this yeah, yeah it, i wasn't like complaining it was more like i was like what a weird you know what a, what an odd choice for this artist for this story like there was that beautiful sequence but otherwise like, day, like panel to panel i'm like why did they choose and then that turn happens i'm like ah 
No, <laughs> it the all panel, fell into place. Some of the I panel, liked panel it. stuff, like especially this. Oh yeah, like I was that's like, oh, when... this is really this is excellent. I mean, yeah. that's part of the colorist too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that second turn. Yeah, it's just like oh yeah, derp. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Freaking. And we're in that world. I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's I, smart. I don't even know. I, I am so, mm-hmm. I'm so interested in this for, for sure. Yeah. For freaking sure. Loving it. Nice. I recommend if you're looking for something spooky and you like Spider-Man. Totally. If you're just looking for something spooky and you like Marvel. Yeah. You just go grab it. Ray far. But Sal, Marvel's already the world outside your window. Galactus floating above Times Square and Captain America getting shot with a checks notes time bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that only happens to them. You know, the Galactus thing. Yeah. But Galactus for us is like, you know, the economy. Uh, Catler was in for treats. Uh, Spine tingling Spider-Man was fun. Spooky art. Spider-Man in a horror story is my jam, but nothing comes close to the, how horrifying Gene Duel slash Sin Eater story was. <laughs> that was much more in continuity. That Sin Eater story is just like, I always like a Spider-Man story where you're just like, yeah, Spider-Man, oh no. Yeah. Um, this one's like that, but also like kind of uh, mystical and otherworldly. Oh yeah, um, which I love. The other one's more just like, Spider-Man's like, I don't normally deal with that kind of thing. <laughs> this is really dark. Uh, I read Batman Superman World's Finest number 20 from of course Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Uh, this continues to uh, delight. It is. Um, it delights and enchants. It does. Uh, Batman and Superman get a tip that uh, from Barry that um, Boy Thunder, who of course has been revealed in a previous issue that he will become Magog, uh, who was lost in the multiverse, has been found. And of course he exists in uh, the Kingdom Come reality. Uh, but when they get there, they end up in a alternate future of the kingdom come reality where things got worse and everyone died except for Superman and Batman. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's exactly right. And so they go back in time and they catch up with boy thunder when he is an adult, but oh, like a young man, well, but not Magog yet. Are they traveling outside of the timeline? Is that how they're able to go back or do they treat it? Like, they use a cosmic treadmill, okay. but like they, uh, they they end up like going back to prevent the dark future of the Kingdom Come reality, not the Kingdom Come reality dark future, but the future to Kingdom Come. We know how Kingdom Come ends because there's this amazing like two page, three page like post uh, Kingdom Come story that I think was mostly written by Alex Ross. I'm not sure what the, what the history is there, but uh, it, t- it shows you this like beautiful sequence of Superman's future. And uh, that's not what this is. This mm. is like a, this is like a, we need to fix the future of kingdom come. I also love it because of course, what you, what you forget when you're reading this book is it's set in the past already. It's like the early adventures of Batman and Superman and like their budding friendship. Mm-hmm. And you know, like Dick Grayson is the primary Robin. There are no, there are no other Robins. Um, so when they end up in the kingdom come universe and in the past before everything gets too dark and Magog has been born and like murders Joker and so, so forth. They end up at Planet Krypton, which of course is a great sequence in uh, in, in Kingdom Come, where you know Superman, and Batman, Wonder Woman go when they're mm-hmm. like older. Uh, in this, they go there just to like infiltrate the world and learn more about it. And Batman's like, "Who is Booster Gold? Like, what is all this crap?" Right. And I'm like, "That's so fun!" I, that immediately reminded. I was like, "Oh no, that's right. They're younger." Um, yeah. So that was really fun. It, it's fun. it's really cool to see the Kingdom Come universe. It, from other angles as opposed to just being like here's kingdom of there's this amazing moment where like barry's running through the friggin' through hyper time or the speed force or whatever and he's like this is a place where i get to like chronicle the multiverse kind of a hobby of mine and um uh m- nobody's really in here mm-hmm. and then flash from kingdom come runs past him 
And it's like, because he always operates like the flash of kingdom come is always moving, even when he's standing still. And Mm -hmm. so he operates in multiple dimensions. It's how he's able to like see Norman McRae, even though the specters holding him. It's like, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, that was really fun. Um, It's really cool. It's just a cool moment and a really fun story. Obviously this is just like a, a treat. Mark Wade being back at DC is like coming home. It's great and uh, and, a, and a delight. Definitely keep reading World's Finest if you haven't already. That's great. Uh, so check that out. What else we got? I think we just have the the we main have the one? event. The main event: Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Of course, not. I can uh, hear this cover. The Toho's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, in, in association with Legendary Comics, this is the crossover. Uh, you know unprecedented un uh unexpected people were like what like where where is this coming from uh written by brian bucciolato with art by christian deuce uh, or duce like I deuce but uh yeah uh so where does this take place when does it take place it is out of continuity it's in another sure. reality yeah. uh the, the heroes are a little younger uh but they are heading in the directions that we expect superman is courting lois lane has every intention of marrying her we see this cold open that is also a like how do we get here let's go back let's go back let's Our, go back. and uh, i've got no problem with that i i don't have any problem with it per se per se it, it's the rest of it i have a problem with in conjunction with it but uh superman takes lois it's adorable they like have uh they have like a date on top of the daily planet which i liked so i was like oh this is cute i've never seen that before um, and he's planning on proposing to her, but then they're attacked by Godzilla. He does propose to her. Yeah, but it's like he gets down on one. He gets knee. on one knee, yeah. but then like he has to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, so how do we get here? And then we find out like the Legion of Doom is att- is like uh, planning to mess with the hero's day, and uh, so they send I think Titano, Titano, yeah, who is of course a giant ape but robot, and it's like oh that's fun, yeah, a little precursor, yeah. Uh, and so uh, Superman single handedly defeats him, and that's kind of the theme of the Justice League right now, where they're all kind of like. As particularly uh, Green Lantern and Barry are kind of like, what is he doing? What is well, like? What are we doing? Like, why no, Superman no, is a one man Justice League? Well, no, they're like they're they're watching him do all these things like more than usual, mm. and like Hal's Hal's interesting in this. He's kind of like, yeah, he's, a, he's like, mm. yeah, he he's, he's like a little more Kyle Rayner than than Hal to he, me. He's he's not Hal. He's somebody else, or like a we. He's like New Fifty Two Hal he's Jordan. In, he's in like a weird place, yeah. right? Because. You know, Superman's doing all these things. He's like, I don't understand. If he can do this all the time, why doesn't he do it all the time? And Barry's like, because, because he's that, a person. Because he'd burn out. Yeah. And then we discover that he's doing all of this because he's going to take a vacation. Like, yes. Superman's going to take a vacation, so he's going to try to get like get as much. as much as possible. Supergirl's going to step in yep. and kind of fill the the void. But like, Superman wants to go on vacation with like a like a hopefully a clear conscience exactly and be able to relax. And I love the idea of Supergirl. Fiance. Yeah, I love the idea of Supergirl. Um, pitching in, pitching in, joining the Justice League. Yeah, it's something I've like rarely ever seen, and I love the idea of Supergirl just being on the Justice League. Mm-hmm. and not just like in a one page splash in a dark crisis where she's there and then doesn't do anything yeah and so like i uh yeah that was a fun idea and i think it's just because i think butchlota just really wanted to use supergirl yeah i'm like that's fair so like when obviously but you know if you're gonna have them go on vacation they you know like when you have access to another super person hopefully they would step up exactly um but a lot of the the like this sequence with titano is each of the heroes talking to superman, superman about like about his it. idea yeah because they all know that he's gonna propose yes right and wonder woman shows up and you know how Hal's not a fan, but like, you know what? Hal's at a different point in his journey in mm-hmm. this. Like you said, like they're a little younger. So yeah. it might also be that he's just like, no, like, don't do that. Right. Like, don't share that part of yourself. Yeah. This is, this is for us, mm-hmm. man. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I also don't know if in this 
time frame if he has anyone. Right. Who knows? I and mean, so he should. It, Carol's usually involved in. But Hell's it could life. also just be that, like, he's like jealous. Yes. Okay, like, there's just there's like a little something there, and I'm like, I think there's an undercurrent. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise, you know, like Barry supports it. You know, Diana supports it. Um, Clark support or uh, Bruce supports Bruce it. Bruce support. I like the the Bruce. Bruce goes to his house and yeah, visits him. You think him. he's gonna be like Bruce? Like, yep. And then he's like. Nah. Nope, nope, I'm just supportive. I'm That's nice. That's nice. Like, yeah. I just want to make sure mm -hmm. like you thought about the fact of what you're doing to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I did. And he's like, okay. Okay, then I have nothing to say about then that. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, so Legion of Doom is messing around. They're going to take, uh, you know, they... Well, the Titano thing doesn't work. And yep. they're like... No, it's bitching at each other. I like, I like them questioning. They're like, maybe it's because they're friends. Yeah, maybe it's because we're terrible, like, because they all like working together. And they're like, what? Just because they're friends, they're, 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 their camaraderie and their ability to... Their teammate... Their, 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 yeah, their ability to work together is better than ours. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're saying. Whatever. Um, yeah, speaking of chips in their shoulder, I think Toy Man's the one who has a chip on his shoulder in this one, where he's like, nobody takes me seriously. Well, it's, it's me. kind of like, here is the Legion of Doom, and why are you here? Yeah, and Toy Man, go away. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Um, and clearly he's like, there to be, you know, like the buck he, monkey trope. Right, exactly. Which, I mean, I think, like, as we find out later on, Luther regrets inviting yes. him, and now it's just kind of awkward, because it's like, how do you tell him to leave? Mm -hmm. I mean, you are the Legion of Doom. Just, right. Just, yeah, just be, just you, know, you don't have to worry about, like, manners. Yeah, but maybe you do. Yep. Um, But Luther's got a plan. Yep, they're going to break into the Fortress of Solitude, mm -hmm. and I think they're going to send Superman to the Phantom Zone. I think that's the plan. But, uh, oh, no, they want to steal a mother box to yep. send him and, away. And, um, and the Justice League. What? No, and the uh, and uh, the sled. Yes, the, yes. Like, Orion's. Yeah, Orion's, uh, like, sled. Thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, they're going to do that, and... uh. Toy Man finds a like magical wish granting gem and uh, essentially wishes that people could take him seriously. Yeah, and uh, it, and it shunts them off to another reality where uh, it's the legendary movies and they end up at like whatever Monarch and uh, they uh, and they end up at Skull Island at a Monarch facility and they see like not just. Uh, a assortment of like files on the kaiju from that universe, which includes like Ghidra and all the other guys. Yeah. Uh, but also they're on Skull Island. So like they're going to be attacked by crazy monsters, which includes that like skull face monster from whatever movie. I don't remember. And, and Kong. And of course, Gil Gorilla Grodd is part of this Legion of Doom. Yep. I love that yep. everyone's like, take cover. And Grodd's just out there like, oh, he's like, oh, it's, it's God. you. It's God. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that's so funny. An, an ape. Yeah. God. So he's like really excited. And so they're just like, okay. And I'm expecting Grodd to get squished, but that doesn't happen. No. Uh, and uh, they, they're just like, dude, like, this is awesome. We should. And Toy Man in particular is a huge fan. He's a Kaiju fan, obviously. And oh, no, uh, he doesn't wish for that. Excuse me. Hang on. The they accidentally Toy yes. Man accidentally shatters the mother box. That's it. That's how they get and that's there. how they get there. He and wishes then, later on. I'm yeah. like, no, that wish does not happen. Here. No, but uh, so he wishes that he could take all those monsters with them. Yeah, because that's his plan. That's his plan is to use these monsters, and uh, so he does. And uh, so they all get teleported to the DC universe, mm -hmm. back to the DC universe with the kaiju's, which includes Godzilla. So they all get sent back. Yeah. And then so, we get back to the beginning where uh, Superman is interrupted uh, with his dinner with Lois to go fight Godzilla. And the last page reveal is a really great looking image of Superman flying to face Godzilla. But uh, if you were expecting any fights or anything like that, uh, you know, they fight uh, Titano kind of. Mm -hmm. And they fight the Legion of Doom in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, the, that's right. The team shows up because Superman's like on vacation. And the team is very serious about letting Superman have his vacation. Yep. 
uh, which is fun. Uh, overall, he too. Yeah, he does. No, he goes to fight. Uh, he oh, doesn't show up. That's right. You're right. Yeah, Supergirl doesn't. shows up. They're like, no, she she calls in. She's like, I got this. Yeah, she's like, no. I'm he right hears it because his uh, his alarm is tripped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bru- that's right. She calls Bruce. She's like, hang on. He's like, it's Kara. Hold on. Exactly. Uh, Which is cute. The voices are clear and fun. There is a kind of like a like a diminishment of Hal because they want to do something with Hal. Like they want Hal to be a particular thing, and it's like maybe maybe it was Guy originally, and they just needed to switch them. Could have been. Um, but in any case, it's not glaring. It's not an issue. It's mm-hmm. uh, the on, my only complaint is that like there isn't a lot of them in it. You know, the, no, the, uh, the, the, the kaijus. The oh, the college, the kaiju. Well, well, cause we're going to get them. I know, but like it, this, the, these are rare, these crossovers and sure. it's like the first issue and we, we needed, I think it was a little slow. It was very, it was very, um, it was very strong on, on, on a stab on reestablishing the justice league whom we know. It's almost like this book is like, we're going to get a lot of new fans out of this. So we need to firmly establish who these characters are. And I'm like, you are not correct. So, um, okay. Okay. I disagree. Okay. Man. I, I know. No. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm, I'm stating my case now. Great. Um, so I feel like I appreciate the fact that they went to the effort of establishing who the justice league are. And in this universe, in mm-hmm. this iteration of, of like the DC universe. Of the DC universe. Um, kind of explain a little bit about where they're at, mm-hmm. where, where they are in their like their own personal journeys and right. also as the, as the league's journey. Um, additionally, I appreciate the fact that it feels like Bucoletto's like, no, there's a reason that these things are happening. Right. Instead of, because like a lot of crossovers are like, and who who cares? Who just, boom. Yeah. yeah. You know, like he's like, no, here there's a story here, mm-hmm. you know, because... At the end of the day, like once the kaiju's get there, the band has already been ripped off. When you see Superman finally like, like punch fight with Godzilla one of them, or whatever, right? yeah. like, then it's over. We've already done that then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I appreciate that they're like wetting our appetite. They're like, mm. let me establish here are the stakes, right? Like they like Superman's gonna get married. Oh, but he can't because Godzilla right. shows up. Right. And can up, he ever right? get married? Because like it's always gonna be a problem. Right. And presumably Kong's gonna show up. And yes. it's like, how are these like two like titans going to deal with being a in the dc universe and b what is their relationship going to be with the legion of doom and the justice league being Mm. who they are and being from the movie so it's like are they like aware if you are going with the movies you know like godzilla is meant to be kind of like a guardian of yes right like there's this whole like flora and fauna like toy man's involved are we going to be seeing some sort of large anything like there's a lot happening yes. with this. A lot of moving parts, a lot of characters. So, um, like, I, I kind of appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And because it is, like, you know, from another universe, like, maybe we kill off some of these characters. I don't That's know. That's true. You could kill a couple of these characters because it's not. In, like, there is a clearly, dis- there's a decision here to make this in another reality. Yeah. And I don't know what is that decision. Like, why? You know, know what I mean? I, I For me, it says to me, because I want to do a story about Superman marrying Lois Lane. And it's like, we've already done that. Right. You know, and, and I, maybe it's like, I don't want to use any effing kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a reality where Batman's exactly the same, but there's only like one Robin. Right, right. And he's busy. You but, know, I don't know. But uh, yeah. And, and admittedly, like the Hal stuff really threw me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really just enjoyed Superman in this quite a bit. Yeah, he's great. characterization. I liked... 
the team wanting to give him his time. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to lie, any any like little things I had melted away immediately upon seeing that last image. It's like, a great last I, image. I, it, is, it is so stunning and so spectacular because like you see Godzilla at the very beginning and I was like, oh, okay, cool. There he is. Right. But like, <laughs> but like, I appreciate that even though we do the let's go back and then we literally redo that sequence. Yes, from the, the, the but from another perspective, yeah. Like we redo it and then you see Godzilla with, and I'm like, it was hundred percent worth That's the true. price of admission to, to see this image for mm -hmm. me, for me. Yeah. Like I was like, this is just, this is so it's pretty great. great. I, the only thing I would, if I had any notes because it's coming from the daily planet, unfortunately we can't have the daily planet in the silhouette that Godzilla's like in. Right. Uh, but otherwise, it's great. I mean, it's, yeah, it is a spectacular image. It was the best for me. It was the best moment in the book. Yeah. So you know, and and it'll be interesting too to see if others have come. Is mm -hmm. it just those two? Yeah. Like, will we see others? Oh no, we'll see them all. Yeah. yeah so Kedra's yeah. going to show up. The only one we know is not going to show up is uh, what's his name? Gamera. Yeah, because he's not in the universe. No. No, not at all. Poor Gamera. <laughs> so. I, I liked it. I it, I think it's going to be like silly and actiony and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I appreciated this like tone setting. True. We'll see what happens in the next one. If it, if it keeps up this kind of pace, then maybe I will be less inclined. But like right now, I was like, I appreciate this kind of slower open. Absolutely. Uh, let me jump into the super chats here. Uh, I believe we're good. Uh, Drew Markham says, uh, "Evening, guys. Hello, Drew. Uh, just wanted to say thank you for the weekly laughs and education. I wanted to give more praise to Mora and Wade, one of the best current duos. Yeah, I'd yeah. say they're doing a fantastic they're, job. They're incredible. And you could tell if it, actually there's a great conversation that we had with Mark Wade." Uh, in which he sung the phrases of working with Dan Moore and how, and he references like how and why. So definitely check out that episode. Uh, Grievous, uh, Grod seeing Kong as basically a monkey god was the best part of the issue. It both makes sense and is ridiculous. And yeah. I love it. Yeah, and, it's really funny. And Kong's just like, yeah, Kong's like, I'm, I'm going to kill you because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, uh, really quickly, I want to like uh, speaking of Dan Mora. If you're a fan of Klaus, uh, he recently uh, mentioned that there's going to be a complete deluxe hardcover collection. Mm. Um. Of, of Klaus coming out. So if you're a fan of, of uh, Morrison and Mora on Klaus, you can pick up a, a pretty dope hardcover. I think we should. Probably. And now comes the part of the show where we recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. So, uh, uh, Tiffany, take it away. What? Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Green Arrow number five, you got to check out this issue. Uh, if you loved Kevin Smith's run on Green Arrow, you may be rewarded for your uh, for your interest. Wait, are these old ones? Are these? This is this week. Oh, oh, go ahead then. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 36 is coming out. I, uh, I'm going to check it out. I don't know why. I just love the cover. That cover is amazing it is unfortunately all by ed mcginnis and i don't care for his okay. interiors for spider-man but this cover is great covers amazing and now that he's not a goblin anymore i'm like all right cool let's see where it goes how do i do this you know it's just fine. hit that guy just hit that this one mm -hmm. great look at that yep dang that's where his that's where ed mcginnis shines today uh obviously wonder woman number two oh, yeah. hooray more of this great series uh or at least great debut um, and gorgeous cover. Daniel Samper is on issue seven or eight right now of this series. It's 40 pages too. Yeah. Is there a, is there a backup? Uh, oh yeah, I, it is. I believe Amazon there is, yeah. Attack pro There is a... Man, could the Amazons not attack? They always do. They can't not. There's a book called Amazon's Attack. It's, I know. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, I finally caught up with Immortal Thor. So I'm going to read this one. Hooray! Al Ewing. Um, we'll see how it goes. I, uh, I'm always on. I'm on the edge on this with with uh, with Thor. So you never know. Okay. Uh, Captain America number two from J.M. Uh, Straczynski, creator of Babylon Five, uh, with art by Jesus Saiz. 
JMS on Spider-Man for the first time in almost 20 years. So, uh, yay. Oh, boy. Uh, Predator versus Wolverine number two. What's that? Uh, this is a, <laughs> uh, a fantastic crossover. This time, the Greg Land is over. Uh, ben Percy, Ken Lashley, and Andrea DeVito. Definitely pick up this book if you haven't already. I, it's on my pre-order list. Support the series, please, for the love of God. Uh, Penguin number three, another uh, great series. Um, catching up with this, uh, Tom King, Rafael De La Torre. Yay, I love Penguin. I, I don't know why, I just do. It's just a great book. Uh, I'm going to check out this series. I've heard some interesting things about it. Alan Scott, Green Lantern number one. Uh, Tim Sheridan, Clan Tormy, uh, or C and Tormy, I should say. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I like the cover a lot. Let's see how it goes. Okay. Uh, oh, look at that. Here we go. Amazon's attack. Uh, this is just, I wanted to know more about it. Josie Campbell, Vasco, Georgieve. Um, I, I just, I can't believe the audacity of DC being like, we're going to release Amazon's attack and use the same logo as one of the worst events we've ever published in our lives. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. I'm going to take a look at it. Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things number four, final series or final issue of the series. Uh, Cameron Chittock, Feo uh, Pinche, I apologize, uh, Pharaoh. Uh, this is uh, this is just a great looking book, and uh, and it, and it's really fun and silly. There was a rejected cover. Oh my God! By Aaron Campbell. By Aaron Campbell. If you get a chance to go through Aaron Campbell's work, there is a cover he did for this that was rejected by the Duffer Brothers. By the Duffers, I don't understand why. And I don't get it. It is friggin' amazing. It looks like real life Ninja Turtles falling into the gaping maw of the Demogorgon. Yeah. And it's just, I'm like, if there's an image I never thought I would ever see, just like this crossover. And it's just like, yes. Yeah, it was a, it was so an alternate awesome. cover and, and he didn't find out that it was rejected until the book came out and they sent him a different one. Yeah. And he was like, oh. Sick. But still, but check out the book. Fun book. But also, try to find that piece. Yeah, get like, that piece. You can it's see great. it. Oh, is this one for me to talk about, or do you want to talk about? It? No, it's just on the list. Oh, okay, cool. Well, because uh, we had. I know. Uh, well, we'll we'll get back. we'll get into it. We'll, all right. we'll we'll do it up. We'll do it up. Um. Oh my gosh, I didn't get a chance to look at any of these beforehand. I'm I'm gonna do it. Let's do it live. Uh, Dark Spaces Dungeon Number One, written by Scott Snyder with art by Hayden Sherman. If you want to learn more about this, go check out the interview Sal did. Um, but I've already read this book, and I got to tell you, I really, 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 really liked it. Um, Snyder has um, pitched this as being uh the Dark Spaces are being like it's horror without supernatural. So if you're like kind of done with supernatural horror, you might want to check this out. I got to tell you, this first book. Even though it has no supernatural to it, it has a witch's vibe to it Mm. because of the way in which it's written and like the real world elements and just the like darkness to it. Yeah. So and he says it's just going to get darker. I'm I'm (laughs) so on board for this. Definitely check this one out. Good stuff. Just remind you how like what a dark like universe like or like like. It's like, it's like there's like a little horror rock and like Scott will pick it up sometimes and then like let us see what's underneath <laughs> That's there. That's true. Ooh, good, good line. <laughs> um, but yeah, check that out. Uncanny Spider-Man number two is coming out. That's Cy Spurrier at Lee Garbett. Yep. Um, if you were at New York Comic Con, you could have gotten this signed by the two of them. They we were, didn't. They were signed together. <laughs> I didn't have a copy of it. Yeah. Um, what a great cover. Man, these, cover, these covers have been fantastic. Yeah, really good stuff. I really enjoy this. I, I liked Nightcrawler on this, but it's definitely more of a like, Nightcrawler X-Men book. It's a Nightcrawler book. Yeah, it's an X-Men book. It's not a Spider-Man it's book. It's not a Spider-Man book, um, but I thought it was going to be that, so I, I, I'm totally fine with it. It's gonna. It's actually funny. It's, it's, it's an X-Men book with like side spider-man characters in it mm. like 
vultures in it yeah. you know tink i think tinkerer's in it you know rhino's gonna be in it like it's it's not a spider-man book right but a bunch of spider characters are in it right right right. dark x-men number three is coming out uh steve fox jonas sharf on this i like the series it's, i know you do it's yeah it's weird it's, it's weird it's just uh, yeah um yeah for sure mm-hmm. um let's see what else is coming out that i forgot to talk about uh realm of x number three if that if you like this is a book i've been struggling kind a little meh. bit to get into but you know what i'll, I'll read the next one why not right yeah you maybe know? no i'll read it hey if you like those black white and blood books um just just literally in time for spooky season yep uh, marvel zombies black white and blood is coming out uh, it's got a parental war uh, advisory on this cool one. um we got story by uh garth ennis oh my god what yeah garth ennis doing a marvel zombies yeah yeah oh my god so like i'm definitely gonna check this out i can't even imagine uh, Alex Segura is also uh, hey. writing in here, Ashley Allen. Um, but yeah, so you've got some interesting creative teams working here. Um, but if you like that universe, you like that darkness. Mm-hmm. It's outrageous. Yeah. You have to look no, at it. You have to, you have to look at that. We have to look at that. Gargoyles number 10 will be coming out um, this coming week. Um, hey, Hollow's Eve. Hey, good for her. I mean, it makes <laughs> sense. She's a friggin', she's Halloween as a person. So, right. Um, if you love Jock, who doesn't? Right, uh, the Distillery, Distillery. Uh, debut series, uh, Gone is coming out by Jock. Great, written, drawn, the whole thing. If you liked One Dark Night, you might want to check this out. I think at some point we're going to do One Dark Night on back issues because I was literally waiting in line to get it signed, and I was standing there with our moderator Danielle, and she was like, "What's it about?" And I was just talking to her about it. And I'm like, "Wait, why haven't we done this?" Yeah, she's like, "That's fun," and I'm like, "Isn't it okay?" Yeah. Yes. You just sold me on a book I was already sold on. Who took Jock's picture for that image for him? It's like the person who takes the, the Wikipedia pictures of people where it's like, uh, are you about to sneeze? Click. Yeah. Wow. Jock is, that is not. Because Jock is so adorably photogenic. Yes. And like, no, he <laughs> it's is. Such a weird picture. He's, yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, don't take. Like, it's, <laughs> okay. Can we just really quickly, can we just talk about like how like Jock is just very kind just yeah. a kind sweet just person. a gentle we, wonderful I man i talked about it a little bit but like when i went up to get my book signed he literally he had his hand out and i was like here and he was like he put it out again i'm like i'm like oh you want to shake hands first because you're having a genuine human interaction <laughs> yeah. i'm just kind of used to the like mill yeah of like here's my book uh you actually are like here to meet people and exactly. say hello to them and 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 hear what we have to say mm-hmm. uh, freaking awesome if you have an opportunity to say hello to jock and get like a or share or a drink with him then you should absolutely do that. <laughs> Which you I, have. I did not do that. You were there. Um, I did not do that. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff that I might check out too, but I think that's a, a really good start to the week. I agree. You never that's know a what big, I'm... big, uh, big drop list. of books. Big, yeah. Big list of stuff right? coming out. Yeah. Uh, we went. Oh, think... yeah, and I'm also going to read Wonder Woman. I know you already mentioned. Oh, it, I know. Like, I know. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. I, I know. I know people a lot, like sometimes get a little um, gun shy when it comes to Tom King because they feel like it's going to be um, trauma only yeah. and maybe it is a little bit here or there but i gotta tell you i really connected with that first issue it, it actually it made me have a like real reaction to what he was writing yeah and, and that to me is enough like yeah pick up the next one no it's true i mean like i you know i i don't recommend it because i know him i you know like that that penguin series is frustratingly decent and uh 
what was it? Gotham city year one was like one of the best things ever written. You'd need to read the series. It's just incredible. Like I, he's just, he's well, at the top of his game. That, like, but these are just so different from each other right. and so radically good. And here's the thing. Like I didn't read, I honestly, I haven't read you Baker read. street. I didn't read Gotham city year one. It just wasn't something that was appealing to me. It doesn't mean I'm not going to check it out at some point, Yeah. but I'm like wonder woman. I read the first you, issue you and I was it. like, you know what? All mm-hmm. right, let's see where this is going. Yeah. And I read issue two and I can tell you it's great. I will go for you. Yeah. It's uh and, and it's different. Like, you know, it's, there's more, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, you know, the first issue is a lot of setup, but also a lot of like, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's good. We'll talk more about it uh, next week, I can't which wait. of course uh, you'll know when it drops, when you subscribe to this video and, or this channel and like the video and all that stuff. Uh, watch TV on twitch.tv slash comic pop or youtube.com slash at comic pop plays. Yeah, if you want to watch some Spider-Man uh, gameplay this week, watch me struggle to use my points. Um, yeah, I'm going to be streaming over on comic pop plays on YouTube this, wow. for, for this game. That's so uh, if you want to subscribe already, go to youtube.com slash at comic pop plays or just go to the description below this video and just click the link there. There's a link to everything we do here and of course throughout our channels. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Heck and yeah. of course, uh, big thanks to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show. Thank you to our chats for keeping the show alive and thank you to everybody for watching the show. We'll see you guys next time with an all new episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye.